Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 14 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I am always, as always, Jason A. Meiske, your host, and I'm, I'm just having a fun time here. Hey, uh, we've got a fun episode for you again, once again this week. And, uh, you know, another author, another story, and another sample chapter. So, like I said, this is episode 14, so let's go ahead and kick things off with our weekly thank yous and uh, little nods to the, the people who helped put this together. Of course, uh, first things first is uh, podcastgarden.com. Uh, if you go there, you can create your own you can create your own podcast for free by going to podcastgarden.com. If you're interested in listening to other shows, they do have a list of shows that are available, and there's there's quite the quite the variety. I've been checking some of them out here lately, and uh, there's some really neat neat shows on there. So podcastgarden.com that's uh, that's where you want to go and check it out. Of course, I also want to make sure to thank You Store All of Warrensburg, Missouri. From what I can tell, they are the absolute best place in the Warrensburg area to go for self-storage. They have climate control. There is conventional storage. Uh, currently, they have two facilities. Both of them are completely fenced in with gated access. You get your own private gate code that's never reissued. Over 40 cameras recording 24 hours a day. And the place is just absolutely outstanding and clean and really cool. Uh, not to mention concrete driveways. I mean, you know, most places are just a gravel driveway, but uh, this is cool. This is a nice place, and I think you definitely need to check it out. That is U Store All, uh, spelled the letter U S T O R A L L dot net is their website. You can go in there, check them out, see some of the pictures and all the amenities I was talking about. And uh, yeah, I just want to give them a big thank you for hosting the show. So in the past, I've always talked about the importance of leaving reviews for people. Uh, today's guest was really cool because we met because of a review. Uh, to, he liked a review that I left. We got to talking. And next thing you know, I've got him on the show. Our guest today is C.K. Ricky, And that is spelled R-I-E-K-E. Uh, C.K. is a fantasy writer and graphic artist. He is a chef by trade, but starting to turn some other things around and uh, making a living, making a go at this uh, writing thing for the last couple of years. Been writing since 2015. And uh, like I said, this is, a, this is a pretty cool thing to have met through Goodreads. Uh, CK also has, he's got the Dragon Sand series, Path Design. Uh, it's YA Fantasy. His newest book coming out today of the Dragon Sand series, it's Assassin Born. And, uh, yeah, like I said, that comes out today, April 17th. He's also a Chiefs fan, so you know he's got to be a good guy. Can't say Chiefs. Go Chiefs. <laughs> but uh, at the very least, you know he's got good taste. <laughs> but, hey, uh, you know, you can check him out. He's on Facebook. He's on Goodreads. And he also has his own website where you can see, get a really good look at some of his art. And that's ckricky.com. That is the letter C, the letter K-R-I-E-K-E.com. And let's get ourselves on over to this interview and uh, his chapter for Assassin Born. And welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Today, I am here with C.K. Ricky, fantasy writer and graphic artist. How are you doing, Mr. Ricky? 
I'm well. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh, this is a this is a unique experience for me. You are one of my my first interviews with somebody who I don't know in advance, uh, and mm -hmm. and we met uh, in a really cool way through uh, through Goodreads. This is awesome. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I live in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, with my wife and three dogs. I studied film at the University of Kansas. I'm a full time trained chef by trade. Uh, I indie published back in the day a little bit doing comic books in uh, 2002 that I illustrated and co-plotted. I'm a graphic artist. I like to do my own covers. In December 2016, I published my first novel, uh, The Road to Light from the Path of Zon fantasy series. Uh, since then, I've published three more books, three more books in that series. So it's the trilogy and a novella. And this month, I'm doing a quick release with two books from my new series, uh, Dragon Sands. Nice. Yeah, those things are pretty awesome. And I'm, I tell you what, I mean, people need to definitely check out these covers that, it, like he said, he, he made the covers himself. And you guys, everybody needs to check them out. These are amazing. Oh, thank you, Jason. <laughs> kind words. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, so you got uh, Path to Zon. That was your first series? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us a little bit. What was the, what was that like? What is that about? Uh, it's a YA fantasy trilogy, a second world. It's a coming of age story about a young kid named Zahn. He leaves home because he feels like he's being called out into the world and he finds an ancient magic and he finds himself caught in this war between the last living God who's hunting down all these people who carry this magic. So yeah. That's pretty and, cool. Uh, that trilogy wrapped up a few months ago, and I got the box set out for that. So that was a, that was a fun experience. <laughs> what inspired you with that? I was working a lot at my chef job, probably 60 hours a week, and getting kind of burnt out. And I just really loved storytelling, making the comic books. And essentially one day I just sat down and just started writing the book. I didn't really know. I understood story structure, you know, the three act structure and midpoint and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I just started writing and it was a learning curve. I learned a lot from my first editors. Yeah, I just really wanted to start a project of my own that was fun to do. <laughs> that's really cool. That, that's, I think that's uh, where a lot of people come from. Uh, you know, we used to look well, you need to be educated, you need to submit, you need to get lots of professional opinions. And I think that's what's uh, been really awesome the last several years with the independent movement is, you know, you just follow the passion and work hard yeah. uh, like yourself and then uh, put the work out there. And, and certainly, you know, you're, you're definitely an example of uh, what their, where that passion can take you. Now you got uh, your next series that you're working on, the, uh, the Assassin Born Dragon Sands series. <laughs> little little side note one of the things i thought about with this series is this allows us to uh have a chance to make sure that we know characters names and how to correctly pronounce them so i'm i was reading a little bit about uh, dragon sands and I've, I've got a copy of the book i cannot wait to dive into it this weekend when when my life gets a little less crazy uh <laughs> how do you say that uh, that main character's name lalacy Lilasi, that's her name. Lilasi, okay. Lilasi, yeah. 
<laughs> that's awesome. And then you got your uh, the scathers. Yeah, the scathers. Uh, they're the pack that um, Velocity's taken from her family. The scathers mm-hmm. are like essentially slavers for the gods, and so they take these young children and turn them into scathers themselves. So they go back out and they kidnap these young children to go into this cycle of just kind of ins- insanity that drives these people crazy. But yeah, the lossy becomes uh, an assassin and she's really good at it. And then she's so good at it that the gods send her out to go take another girl who's prophesied to bring the dragons back to these lands. And so they send her out to go stop this young girl. That's kind of where the story picks up steam. Okay. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So she certainly looks like a badass on the cover. That's uh, is that I'm, I'm, I guess that's her. Yeah, I'm trying to go for like the strong female protagonist, mm-hmm. and it's really fun. She's a really fun character to write for sure. That's awesome, man. I I can't wait to dive into this. This is this is exciting. I've got quite the stack on my nightstand, and then uh, but uh, yeah, this is on my list to uh, to begin here immediately. So cool. <laughs> What uh, the the Assassin Born Dragon Sand series? This is what's coming up next. Yep, uh, Assassin Born is the first book uh, coming out really soon in April, and then I'm going to try a quick release. So ten days later, I'm going to release the sequel called Revenge Song, uh, which I'm really excited for that book too. And then I have an unannounced title that I'll probably release two or three months after that. So really okay. trying to. Do the quick release thing like they talk about. I don't know if your listeners are probably familiar with Michael's group, 20 books to 50K, but <laughs> yep. I'm going to try to get those books out there, pick up some steam. Yep. Yeah, he's been a great inspiration. It was, uh, I, was I was really lucky to get to talk to him a while back. Uh, what do you, uh, is this is something I'm hoping that you're planning on doing then for some time then with the, uh, the graphic artists and uh, continue with some uh, some more series or are you looking to keep going with this series or are you looking, do you have other ideas? Uh, I have an, a lot of other seeds planted for other, uh, all my series so far are like placed on different continents in the same world. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the seas are really hard to traverse because of like these lightning storms that just tear ships apart. So um, the first series was based in this continent called Essel, which is just kind of like a foresty, lush world. And then uh, this new series, The Dragon Sands, is set in the R, which is essentially a desert continent. It's really mm. rough. So okay. the books kind of veer more towards dark fantasy. But yeah, I mean, I'd like to think I think I'd like to have 50 books in the next uh, 10, 20 years published. I think that'd be fun. I, <laughs> I enjoy it. I really do. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, that's, that's really cool. How can people find you online? Uh, you can go to my website. It's ckricky.com, R-I-E-K-E. Mm-hmm. I'm exclusive with Amazon, so all my books are up there. You search my name, they're there. But yeah, if anybody can feel free to drop me an email and say, say hi or whatever. But Yeah. You ever uh, hit any of, the, any of the cons around Kansas or Kansas City or anything? Uh, not yet. Um, I did a couple, uh, of the comic book conventions. I had some tables back then. Um, 
selling drawings of superheroes and whoever for 10 bucks a pop. Thought about going to that 20 bucks to 50k one this this year. <laughs> I still might try to make it to one of those. Those are those are the real deal now. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be a lot of fun to hit the one uh, in, in November. So of course I'm sure my yeah. wife would really like to go to the one in Bali. So <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, I, I know we've talked about uh, Dragon Sands a little bit. Uh, tell us, give us a little description of what we're going to hear today, and uh, uh, you know a little bit more about uh, about the book. So this is the first chapter of Assassin Born. It's uh, it's a little on the darker side. Uh, when the when the lossy's younger, and yeah, and then it kind of picks up pretty quickly after that. Awesome. Well, hey, I I really appreciate you coming on, Chris. Uh, this has been this has been great, and uh, you know I I'm I'm really glad that you uh, that you hit me up on uh, on Goodreads. I mean, it's another example of uh, I think just really cool things that you can find on Goodreads, and uh, of course the importance of uh, of reviews. So. Uh, everybody right. out there, make sure you go pick up Dragon Sands coming out. Uh, it's is it April fifteenth, uh, April seventeenth, April seventeenth. Okay, I had that written down wrong. So April seventeenth, make sure you guys go out and pick this up, and don't forget to leave a review. It's awesome. <laughs> put it on Goodreads, move it over to Amazon, put it on both. Don't forget to leave a review. Uh, I'm gonna get out of the way and uh, hand the floor over to CK Ricky and the Dragon Sands series, Assassin Born. In the desert lands of the R, blood flowed freer than water most nights. Silver stars in the dark sky glittered down their soft old tales, tales of wise men long lost. Dragons sweeping through the sky with cringing roars that echoed for miles, and of gods who ruled with the might of a great mountain. Cool winds whipped over the rolling dunes of the sands with a dull whistling pitch. At the base of the largest of the dunes, under a sharp crescent moon that loomed directly overhead, emitted a warm glow from a fire. Encircling that fire were a ring of tents, warmed by the golden glow. The winds rustled the tents slightly, and as the bite of wind grew chill, the men and women huddled around the fire swept into their tents. One by one, the tents slipped up with the faint glow of candlelight. The animals surrounding the tents rustled themselves in a tight group, letting out soothing neighs. To the small caravan, the night seemed serene, but there was always a tension within the people of the caravan. They knew the danger of being out on the open sands, but it was all they'd ever known. This night, however, it wasn't only the winds that would sweep down from the dunes onto the caravan. The tents was a young girl who lay awake as her family slept soundly. She let her fingers drift over the light of a lit candle that sat next to her. Watching their shadows glide along the top of the canvas tent, they rolled along the ceiling like the rippling of cool water in a small pond. The girl smacked her lips from thirst. A gust of wind blew down from under the front flap of the tent, and tiny pebbles of sand jostled along the lavishly colored tapestry on the floor. Then, curving her fingers, she made a shadow that resembled the two humps of an iox, an animal with four curling horns on its head with the two humps on its tall back. The girl giggled as she watched the Iox as it bounced along the canvas. Lelassi, she heard her father say in a gruff voice, what are you doing up still? Father, I couldn't sleep, she said. Come, he said. She stood up and walked over to her father's cot. She looked at him then. His face was clean, 
washed before bed. His skin was dark, his hair long and thick, and his eyes were a soft brown. Velocity stepped over her sister and brother who lay asleep next to their father, and she crawled in next to him. He wrapped his arm around her, and Velocity snuggled in next to him. Why are you awake, my daughter? There's plenty of time to be awake under the hot sun and the sands, and we begin our walking tomorrow again. I don't know, father. My mind won't slow tonight. Sometimes I have trouble shutting away my thoughts. Hmm, he said. What are you thinking of this time of night? I was wondering how long we have to walk the sands. Will it have to go on forever? Her father looked, looked up at the top of the tan canvas tent and dipped his fingers by the candlelight. They cast long shot shadows onto it. I don't have the answer to that question. Is it because of me? Elasi said in a soft, sad voice. I can't help but feel a guilt in my heart. Guilt that my brother and sister have to walk the sands because of me. They just want a home with their family, as I do. Maybe they could have a house of stone in one of the cities if it wasn't for me. Her father's hand turned from outstretched fingers to a soft fist, and he brought his hand back down to his side. Listen, why don't you go back off to sleep? You'll feel better in the morning, I promise. What are you two going on about? Elasi's mother asked from the other side of her father. Nothing, her father said. Elasi was just going back to sleep. Everything okay? Her mother asked her. Her eyes were delicate and kind. A tear rolled down Elasi's cheek and her lips quivered. I'm sorry. It's my fault we have to walk. I wish my brother and sister could live in one of the great cities full of fresh food and water. It's my fault. Her mother sat up and gently wiped the tear from her face. Elasi looked into her mother's loving dark eyes with their graying black hair dipped in front of them. Don't you say things like that. You know are we out here with the others because we are a family. We need to stick together. The rest of VR doesn't understand that you're just a girl, just a normal girl, just because you were born different from the other children. Velasi noticed her father looking at her with a somber gaze. Your mother is right. You're our daughter. That's it. So we'll stick together. And you wait. You'll see that someday we'll find a place to call home. The R is a big place, Lelasi. You mean it, Lelasi said. You think we'll find the home that my little brother and sister can rest? He nodded with a smile and embraced her. Lelasi closed her eyes, felt the love of her father towards her, and her mother leaned over and wrapped her arms around the both of them. Then, with the fury and quickness of a searing lightning strike, they came. Lelasi heard the blood-curdling screams, the pleas for mercy, and the ringing of sharp metal as it found its way into soft flesh. She watched as her father leapt to his feet and unsheathed his sword from its scabbard and that rested by his side. Her mother brought in Lelasi and her siblings, clutching them in tightly. Her father looked back at her mother with eyes that burned into Lelasi. I've never seen his eyes like this. He's afraid. I've never seen fear in my father like this. I feel like my life is being sucked out of me. I can't breathe. My heart is beating out of my chest. My mother is holding me tight. I can't move. I've never been so afraid in all my life. Then a man shot in through the front flat flaps of the tent like a bitter wind. His eyes were dark and his teeth white, shown as he smiled a wicked smile. Velasi's father's eyes darted back towards the man and he lunged forth with his sword. In a swift motion of thick steel reflected in candlelight, Velasi watched as her father's sword fell to the ground. 
He lunged towards his attacker, but he was thwarted by a sword thrust into his chest. Father! Elasi screamed in panic. Her brother and sister wept in terror. Blood rolled down his back and a growing crimson stain on his shirt. He turned just enough to look into his wife's eyes, and then he fell to the ground with a thud on the tapestry. A light puff of sand rose as he did so. Father, no! Elasi tried to go to him, but her mother, who was crying and screaming uncontrollably, held her back. Lulasi looked up to see the man who'd killed her father. He was tall and slender, as white, with white skin like the color of the moon. He had a black widow's peak that ran down his forehead, and he held a long dagger, now covered in blood. His eyes were dark, not dark in color, but in spirit, as if he had no soul. He looked at Lulasi, not paying mind to the rest of her, of her family. There you are, he said with a menacing grin. She stood up. Take me, but leave my family alone. Please don't hurt them anymore. Lelossi, no, her mother cried. We are going to take you, he said. We're going to take whatever we want. With that, two other men walked into the tent's flaps. Lelossi could hear many other screams from the rest of the caravan. It sounded like a slaughter outside. The man grabbed Lelossi by the shoulders and ripped her from her mother's arms. Another one led her two siblings out of the tent violently. She fought, but she couldn't match the strength of the men that came into the tent. Velasi was bound and put atop the back of one of their ioxy easily, and she endured a worse torture than the grasp of death could have given her. She sat there, bound and blindfolded, gushing tears, having to listen to the slaughter, unable to help her family. Worse, though, were the wails of her mother back in the tent. The men, the men ravaged her for felt like in a lifetime to Velasi. Her mother screamed for help and pled for mercy, but she received neither. Please, if there are any merciful gods left, please help me. Help my family. Make this all a nightmare that I may wake up from, and hold my family tight. And tell them I love them one more time. Let me help my mother in her torture. Let me lift a sword with my father and fight off these marauders. Let me grow old with my siblings so that I may protect them, or lay your pity on me. Let me feel this pain no more. If I don't perish from this, be merciful and take me now. I can't take any more of this. Malasi screamed until her voice cracked and broke. She fell off the Ajax, landing on the hard dirt ground, and sand rustled into her mouth and hair. Mother, please don't hurt my mom anymore. Don't hurt my... The gods may have heard her plea because just then her mother's cries stopped and she would never cry again. Lelasi heard the men leave the tent as its front flaps rustled. She listened and heard her little brother and sister enter back into the tent. They sobbed and cried over their motionless and breathless mother. Strong hands grabbed Lelasi and put her back on the Ajax. And then with a clap on the Ajax's rear, she felt them moving. The men that had killed her parents were taking them with her. Elka, Derek, she cried back. I love you. Please forgive me. It's all my fault. She heard her brother and sister's voices back in the caravan, but they grew fainter as Lelasi drifted further away from them. Lelasi fought at her bindings, trying to free herself and run back to her family. Stop, good girl, a rough voice said. Keep fighting and I'll head back there and cut their throats. That was enough to make the young six-year-old Lelasi stop. Through the night, she went on with her captors, going through frantic spurts of sobbing and times of unshakable pain, anxiety, and fear. 
That was the night Lassie wished she could forget. She hoped it was all only a bad dream. She prayed that her mother and father were still alive and that she could be safely back in their arms as she cried. And they told her that everything was all right. Just go back to sleep. And when you awaken, we'll all be together again. Unfortunately, in the R, things rarely worked out in the favor of the weak. That night, another young girl was taken from her murdered family, ripped from their arms like a calf from the herd. Out on the sands that night, under the crescent moon that darkened to a haunting red hue, no one but her captors would hear Lalasi screams for help. And there you go. What did I tell you? You know, didn't I tell you this was a pretty cool story? You know, that's a little sample of C.K. Ricky and his new book, Assassin Born of the Dragon Sand Series, came out today. So make sure you hop on over to Amazon and grab yourself a copy. Uh, you know, I just want to thank C.K. for coming on the show. I want to thank you for listening every week and coming back. Don't forget to go on over to iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this show and give us a rating. And uh, we're going to see you again next week with another writer, another story, and another sample chapter. Bye.